Is your business prepared for a cold snap? Sharon Horton Alstrom here, and our idiom for supersize your business is cold snap. As we're growing and building and supersizing our business, we want to take into account things that can happen that we might not even suspect could happen. If you talk to the people in Texas, including my mom and my sister and her husband who were down visiting Texas in the cold snap earlier this year, you would realize that Millions of people were not expecting to be without power in the warm, normally warm state of Texas. Yet, they had a cold snap and winter storm like one they haven't seen since the late, or I guess it was the early 80s, 1983. I was leaving Texas and moving back to Wisconsin. And right as I was leaving, they had one of these winter storms. Thankfully, I was heading north, but it was pretty bad everywhere. But they got hit, and that was the last time they'd been hit as, as bad as they were earlier this year with the polar vortex. It turns out my granddaughter was a polar vortex baby and I thought my daughter was joking but as I was researching cold snaps I found out she was indeed born on the beginning of, of the polar vortex in February of this year. So where does this come from? Where does this idiom come from? But more importantly what are we going to do and are we prepared and if not what can we do? What can we ask ourselves to make sure that we're prepared? We've got a six-step process we can used to make sure that we're protected and we're protecting ourselves no matter where our business is located, right? Maybe it isn't cold snaps that get you, but it could be hurricane or tornadoes. Tornadoes just ripped through the country last Friday in the central part of the country, a 250 mile swipe of a devastating tornado. Hundreds of people are dead. And I believe Kentucky, I can't remember the three states, but there's three states uh, that are just devastated. We had a huge thunderstorm and high winds yesterday and so uh, my son-in-law's a lineman he's out on storm at least through tomorrow helping to repair in western wisconsin some of the damage that was done by the high winds and people you know to restore their power we like our power right we like our electricity so where does this idiom come from it's been around since the early 1700s and it all it means is that there is a sudden change in the weather a sudden cold spell a cold uh, snap, a cold wave, whatever you want to call it, it's all really the same thing. It's all just kind of like snapping your jaw shut or a sudden bite. It, it, it changes on a dime and something happens that was unexpected. Uh, and it's caused, of course, by not global warming, sorry, global warmists, but by warm air and cold air coming together and the cold air passes and is compressed kind of like toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube and sent jetting into places that it isn't necessarily expected and then the cold air has and does what cold air does so what are some things that we need to do what are three things we can legally do to protect ourselves as if we happen to live in the cold weather my business is in wisconsin so we live in the cold weather so we need to do these three things as everyone should to protect themselves but then what are the six steps that we can take to make sure that we are prepared for a cold snap first of all legally we want to make sure that we keep our pipes and prepare our pipes from freezing if you've ever had a burst pipe you know exactly the drama and trauma that can cause uh, so make sure your pipes are insulated make sure they're protected make sure you inspect them and that they have no chance of freezing if a cold spell or cold snap should come by number two Keep sidewalks, public areas, parking lots, any area that your customers or employees might walk in or drive in clear of snow and deep ice so that everybody has safe passage in and out of your business. Number three, 
make sure that if you have any employees that are driving company-owned vehicles, that they are driving safely and complying with company policy with respect to how to handle themselves in inclement weather, etc. So what are the six steps? And those aren't all-inclusive, but those are three pretty big steps. That if you take those, they will help to protect you. Will they 100% protect you? No. You better have some insurance for that, right? Business owners, especially when we're supersizing our business, we know to have the proper insurance coverage and umbrella policies, et cetera, to make sure that if anything in the unexpected could happen, we're not going to lose our business because of it. So what are the six steps to make sure that you can handle any cold snap that comes your way? I found it really interesting. The average cold snap costs $3.9 billion. The one in Texas was over $100 billion. $100 billion for one winter storm. Crazy in my mind. So I want to make sure that I am minimizing the expenses I might incur in such a cold snap and not contributing to that $3.9 billion. Well, how do I do that? Number one, I want to assess my risks. What's the risk of something happening in my business, in my area, in my organization? Now, some of the possible risk areas to assess, and I'm just going to read a list of them, COVID-19 and the flu. We've always taken into consideration people being sick with colds and flus and pneumonia and things here in Wisconsin, but COVID is new on our radar just in the last, of course, since 2020. Uh, unsafe driving conditions. If it's unsafe, we need to have that into uh, take that into consideration. Road closures can impact our business. Slip and fall emergencies or injuries. Uh, hypothermic or frostbite. You know, physical health related challenges. Uh, you know, a, a tornado just dropped two buildings in uh, this latest tornado and killed hundreds of people. I think one was an Amazon warehouse and one was a candle manufacturer. Um, hundreds of people are, are lost in that. Um, flight delays and cancellations, travel changes, travel um, impediments. Uh, oh, school closings and delays. How does that impact yourself and your employees? Structural stress and damage, the roofs I was just talking about with the tornado. Electrical fires and hazards. We always want to be on the lookout and have everyone in your organization on the lookout for potential problems and challenges. Yeah, we have usually inspections and safety inspections with respect to our insurance coverage, but that doesn't happen very often, right? I know my insurance agents and my insurance inspectors don't come in every year. <coughs> so I need to have myself or someone else in my organization making sure that we're looking out for possible hazards and things like that. Uh, number two, so we wanna assess our risks and we wanna figure out do these apply to us or do they don't? Do they don't? Do they not? And if they don't, we don't have to consider them. But if they do, we want to go ahead and consider them. Uh, we also want to uh, consider power system outages, just like the outages that my son-in-law is helping with right now. What if the power goes out? What are we going to do? Most of the time, if our power goes out, we shut down the business, uh, especially in food manufacturing. Um, when the power's out, we go into reserve mode we're reserving our freezer capacity and we're maintaining the temperatures things like that but then we have backup plans in case that happens generators and things uh, so what do we do in case of power system outages um, number two oh that was part of number one number two determine who's responsible so who's responsible for what make sure that we have responsible individuals assigned for each task or activity that we come up with so nothing falls through the cracks number three Make plans for each of the threats, each of the possible threats above. Number four, 
uh, fortify your location. Make sure that your location is structurally sound, no hazards, uh, able to handle emergencies. Number five, equip your people with the supplies that they need. Stock up on the supplies that you might need. Maybe you have extra food, extra water in your work pantry, etc. Snacks in case people get snowed in and have to stay at work because they can't get home safely, etc. Um, oh, create an emergency kit for your vehicle and make sure that, and I do this every winter, I have a emergency kit in my vehicle. Candle, blankets, protein bars and snacks, water. Of course, water freezes, but I wrap it up and insulate it to try to make sure it doesn't freeze and burst. But have an emergency kit in your car in case you get stranded or stuck in the ditch or a snowbank or something. Well, how do I, do I have that? Well, because I've gotten stuck in ditches and snowbanks before and was very glad I had my little emergency kit with me. And then number six, keep everybody informed. Keep everybody in your organization and in your families, etc., informed as to what you've got in place, where the supplies are, what they need to do, who they need to inform, the communication systems, etc., in case there is a weather-related emergency, not just cold snaps. So I would love to know a couple of things. Number one, do you have, have you ever experienced a cold snap? I live in Wisconsin. We have like cold snaps every other day. Uh, in other parts of the country, maybe not so much. Like I said, my, my mom in Texas, they were surprised. It's been since the early 80s that they had, I think 85 they had one too, or 86. They had a, a, a cold spell. It seems every time I go to Texas and visit, there's a little cold wave that comes with me. My mom jokes about it. I don't think it's very funny. I go there for warm, beautiful weather and I end up bringing the cold with me. So we'll see if that happens this year. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't happen this year. So share in the comments below if you've experienced a cold snap and then share if you've got an emergency action plan of ready and willing and audited and checked and in place for your organization for weather related type situations. It doesn't have to be cold. It might be, might be heat waves in your area, whatever is appropriate. All right. Have an awesome day. If I can help you in any way, let me know. I think we'll start Christmas idioms tomorrow. We'll do a week of Christmas idioms leading up to Christmas holiday here in the United States. And, and I guess Christmas is celebrated by millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people all around the world, maybe even billions of people. I'm not sure, but my family and I celebrate Christmas. Uh, I've got a new grandbaby. She's, she's 10 months old, so she is already fun. We were wrapping presents yesterday. She's already digging into them and climbing on them. So she's going to be a blast this year at Christmas. And my six-year-old granddaughter is always fun and amazing at Christmas. So I'm hoping that I can instill the love of Christmas into my granddaughter since I didn't do such a good job with my kids. They're kind of grinchy sometimes. We're not grinchy. They're kind of uh, scroogey sometimes. And I want to try to get that out of them now that they have kids and make sure that they bring the love of Christmas to their families. All right, if I can help you anyway, ask, otherwise I'll be with you tomorrow.